It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We've seen some incredible matchups this postseason in the NFL and it's set to continue today with the conference finals. The Chiefs play the Bengals at Arrowhead this morning, followed by a blockbuster West Coast matchup as the Rams 49ers face off in LA. To get a true understanding of what's at stake, we thought we'd head to the City of Angels to catch up with our guy, NBC reporter Michael Durate. How are you going, mate? Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, guys. And if this is how you guys are starting, I think it's a great way to start. Plus, for me, I'm a little bit ahead of you. <laughs> I stayed up to watch that amazing Australian Open final between Nadal oh. and Medvedev. And uh, we've got the Lakers tipping off here any minute uh, in Atlanta. And then uh, we got the Chiefs-Bengals, like you said, and Rams-49ers will play out here in front of me in SoFi, uh, in a, you know, later this afternoon. So it's going to be a great day for sports, right? Yeah, it's been a great couple of days for sports. And as sports fan, we love it. But this is what it's all about, particularly after last weekend. The postseason for the NFL has been right up and about. Didn't pick the Rams going to Tampa and taking, uh, taking down and maybe, maybe making Tom Brady retire. We don't know. But anyway, mate, what's your thoughts? Did you pick that last week, the Bucks last week? How were you feeling after the LA Rams got up and did it pretty convincingly, to be honest? Yeah, to be honest with you, when the Rams defeated the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC wildcard game and, and we saw the 49ers beat the Cowboys, I actually said this, this could be perfect for the Rams. It means instead of going to frozen tundra Green Bay where it would have been negative one degrees or something like that, they would head to Tampa Bay where I believe they had the perfect formula to beat Tom Brady. And what I mm. mean by the perfect formula is you have Aaron Donald, arguably one of the greatest defensive players of our generation. You have Vaughn Miller, yeah. uh, a future Hall of Famer, former you know defensive player who can, who can get to the quarterback. You have Leonard Floyd, Greg Gaines. So you have the formula, which is get to Tom Brady without needing to blitz him. Uh, and then you can kind of stay back in coverage. Uh, and not let Tom Brady pick you apart. And I knew they had that formula to do it, and I knew they had the offensive talent to match uh, the Bucks on offense, mm. and the Bucks don't quite have the defense uh, that they did to win the Super Bowl a year ago. So I thought that would happen. Now, did I think they would force Tom Brady into retirement, potentially? No. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see once the dust settles 
uh, you know, it's like that scene in Chinatown uh, where she says, yeah. my sister, my daughter, is he retired? Is he not retired? I think knowing the people that are breaking this news and the sources that I do and I trust, I think this might be an issue yeah. of Tom Brady is leaning towards retirement. Everyone knows he is, uh, but he wants to be able to announce it himself in his own way, knowing yeah. TV 12 the way we do. So this could just be a uh, wait until Tom can do it his way kind of thing. But my whole thing when I saw him play live, that band still has it. You saw that last touchdown pass to Mike Evans uh, that brought that game to a one-score game. If you can still play football yeah. like that, I think he led the league in every passing category in the NFL this year. Why would you retire when you have those gifts and skills? I think the answer, Ryan, is with, yeah. with Giselle. <laughs> hey, Michael, you just mentioned about Tom Brady and how he'd like to announce it himself. How would that be, do you think? Do you think he'll be a big fanfare guy? Do you think he'll – obviously he'll hold a press conference, but what, how, do, how does that retirement announcement look to you? Yeah, he's not a big fanfare guy because he could have done, you know, what Ben Roethlisberger did and had like a half farewell tour announced in the middle of the season. He could have done what Kobe did, had a farewell tour, you know. Uh, he said on his radio show recently he would not do that. He didn't want fanfare. He didn't want to go into every stadium and be a distraction. He would just kind of like slip out the mm. back door and fade into the sunset. But as far as telling people that he is going to be retired, we know how he is. He wants a career post-game and television potentially uh, uh, doing commercials. We know his TB12 method. He really wants to push that as far as how athletes should stay in shape and prolong their career. So something tells me he wanted to be able to do this in his terms. I don't necessarily think a press conference, but I think it would follow up with a press conference, but he has this television show right now on ESPN plus and Hulu. It's called the man in the arena. If you guys have the ability to watch it there where you are, I definitely recommend it. There were supposed to be 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. That 10th episode was supposed to come out about a week and a half ago. So far, it hasn't. and We're being told it was delayed. Something tells me maybe in that episode, he wants to be able to announce this so that the world gets it at the same time via television streaming. But we'll see. Yeah. It's the news that everyone, one, everyone wants to know. And, uh, well, it got leaked yesterday, which I thought was... I actually jumped at it. It was like clickbait. I jumped at it. I was like, man, he's retiring, but he hasn't actually announced it himself. So looking forward to... We're just waiting to see what happens over the next couple of days. Hey, um, quickly, just talk about Stafford. I want to talk about Stafford. Um, you know, when when you, when Jared Goff got traded and Stafford came from the Detroit Lions, I was a bit bit weary. You know, just didn't really see the full potential of of Stafford when he went to uh, when he was at the Detroit Lions. But have you been very impressed with how he's been able to? Just win over his team. You can see how much love his team has for him, and and in big moments, he's actually stood up where Jared Goff, you know, actually kind of fell away in, in previous years. Have you been pretty impressed with how Stafford's been going and and the Rams and his connections with OBJ as well? Tell us about that. Yeah, great question. I'm not sure if that's bad or easy, but that's a great question, and especially because today is the actual one year anniversary from the day the Rams uh, announced that they had acquired Matthew Stafford in the trade that sent Jared Goff to Detroit. And so you talked about yeah. that. A lot of people were the same way. You're going to trade away the mm. guy that you traded four first-round picks for and Jared Goff and more first-round picks to get a guy that's never won a playoff game, to get a guy that yeah. seems to wilt in the big moments and the big games and has never proven himself on the big, biggest and greatest stage. But you know what? Sean McVay, who was actually vacationing with Matthew Stafford down in, uh, in Mexico, in Cabo at the time, 
uh, this trade went down, he must have seen something in Cabo or on the film that made him realize what he couldn't <laughs> see, which is put this guy under his system with his play calls, with our receiving core around him, with our defense behind him. And he can do things he's never done in his entire career. And that must have been what they saw. And they must have been 100% correct and had that foresight uh, that we didn't. Because Matthew Stafford has been great in his time in L.A. When the Rams started the season 7-1 and one for the first eight games, everybody thought Matthew Stafford was the early MVP favorite. Then, of course, he had a little mm-hmm. bit of bump, as the Rams did as a whole. They lost three straight games. And, and largely, they lost those games because of Matthew Stafford. He had uh, three consecutive games with a pick six. He led the league in, in pick sixes this year. Uh, I think he had 17 interceptions, which was one of the highest marks for any quarterback in the league this year. So those things were questioned. But once we got into the playoffs, all of the doubters had to weigh by the wayside because Matthew Stafford just continued to check box. He beat teams that were five games over 100. He beat teams with winning records. And he goes into the playoffs and he just beats up the Cardinals. And then he beats the GOAT mm. in Tom Brady. Uh, and he does I it on his it. own in the final seconds with mm. all the pressure on him with two big plays of Cooper Cup, including the game ceiling uh, play, catch and throw and catch with the blitz in his face to get that game-winning field goal. So Matthew Stafford has proved the doubters wrong. He now has zero interceptions so far in this playoff. If he continues to play mistake-free football, mm. especially against that tough defense of the 49ers, uh, I think you're going to hear the words Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl quarterback, <laughs> or potential Super Bowl winner, or potential even Super Bowl MVP uh, in the next few weeks here pretty soon. Yeah, man, I've been very, very impressed with Matt Stafford and particularly Odell Beckham Jr. coming back and injury-free um, doing the things that Odell has been able to do over the last couple of years. We'll touch on the other game, mate. I watched uh, the playoff game, Kansas City uh, versus the Bills, Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes going at it right to the death, going to overtime. But how do you see, did you pick the Bengals actually having the season and pushing to the playoffs and potentially pushing for a Super Bowl uh, entry? Did you pick them? The Bengals? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, great Joe question. Burrows, no way. <laughs> great question, guy, Joey B. Uh, to, to answer the first question uh, real quickly about Odell Beckham Jr., he's about to be a father any day now. And I think this perspective mm. of becoming a father has really matured him a little bit in his time here, uh, as does playing with your friends, Vaughn Miller, uh, Jalen Ramsey. These yeah. guys are very, very close friends of his that he works out with in the offseason. And now he's had time to develop that connection with Matthew Stafford. He's had less pressure of, of being on a team that's losing uh, and, and the questions of, you know, you're so talented, what are you doing? To now it's, he's one guy and amongst the collection of guys, the team is winning, and now he's able to showcase what he can do as far as those toe touches and those one-handed grabs. So that connection's strong, and he's definitely going to be needed against the Niners uh, later today. So to answer your next question, though, I, for, for you Kiwis out there, if you watch that, that, that Bengals and Bills game, how can you not fall in love with American football? That's one of the greatest games I've ever seen. <laughs> and no, I didn't pick the Bengals to go this far. I didn't even pick the Bengals to beat the Titans. I thought the Titans would win that game. So I think if you're the yeah. Bengals, and by the way, their head coach is Zach Taylor. He's the former Rams quarterbacks coach. He's a protege of Sean McVay, and he's doing just a tremendous mm-hmm. job with Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense. I mean, he's taking these Bengals further than, than they really ever have before. I think they have six franchise playoff wins in their entire franchise, in the entire history of the Bengals, six playoff wins. They've never won a Super Bowl. And the, Patrick Mahomes has seven by himself as a member of the Chiefs. So just that's a preview coming into this game. I believe they're playing with house money, but they did beat 
the Chiefs back in week 17, ending that long Chiefs winning streak they had. And they did it with a very interesting mm. game plan. The game plan of the Bengals was to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Not do what the Bills did, which is score early, leave time on the clock, and let them go down even with oh. 13 seconds and, and potentially tie yeah. the game and win the game. The Bengals' strategy is get the ball away from him as long as possible. Uh, and the Bengals trailed in that game, that Week 17 game I just mentioned, by 14 points three different times, and they had to come back. I have a feeling they're not going to be able to do it today, uh, later today when we watch mm. that game. I think if the Chiefs go up big, they're not going to let that lead up. And I don't know if that strategy of keeping the ball away from Patrick Mahomes is going to work. But you just have to be impressed with what they did, and you just have to realize what a really good quarterback can do for any of these teams. You wonder why these teams trade the future to go draft a quarterback in the first round of the first overall in these NFL drafts. You're seeing why with what Joe Burrow's doing with the Bengals, taking them places they've never been before. So uh, they're definitely a team up on the rise. And as long as Joe Burrow's is there and healthy, we're going to see lots of videos of him smoking cigars and celebrating. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, Michael, before we let you go, mate, we really appreciate you jumping on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. You, you mentioned at the top of, uh, of the interview about how you watched the Australian Open. What did, what did you make of the Australian Open? I know we're not talking NFL with you here, but what did you make of the Australian Open? And, and, and also, Nick Kyrgios. What's your take on Nick Kyrgios as, a, uh, as an American? Yeah, very interesting question. All, yeah, very interesting all around. So first of all, you know, the Australian Open started with a bang, but not because of anything going on the court, but because of um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the joker, Novak Djokovic, what was going off the court. And everybody was talking about, you know, this is his chance to become the alt, yeah, to become the all-time Grand Slam champion in history. More Grand Slams than anybody. Let him play, and all of the argument was going back and forth. But nobody was talking about Rafa Nadal, a guy who also had an opportunity if he made a good run in the tournament to become the all-time winner for Grand Slams in the Open. And uh, I, I imagine he probably took that personally. I imagine he was tired of hearing the name Novak Djokovic, you know, saying we all have to play by the same rules and, and get vaccinated and keep everybody safe down there and in Australia. And so he was fine with that and, and wanted to go out and prove himself. So watching the final today, Medvedev, who you know, was the favorite after beating Djokovic at the U.S. Open uh, at the end of 2021, I thought he would win that easily, especially when he went up the first two sets. But wow, what a comeback and what a fifth set uh, uh, to win it. And and a very long time. I thought I'd be in bed a long time ago, but uh, uh, way before that. But you know, that, was a, that was an epic final, uh, a great tournament. And now I think we can turn our eyes to football for the rest of the afternoon. American football, that is.